At the third stroke, it will be time for the town hall tapes. Beep. 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 You are in for the ride of your life. You are listening to the town hall tapes, a half decent podcast looking at local government issues, mainly around South London. I'm Jason, Jason Cobb, and live and direct from sexy Catford, I think, I lose track these days, is my co-host, Daryl Chamberlain. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm fine. Am I correct? Are, are we Catford-bound based this evening? We are under the twinkling streetlights of SC6 this evening, yes. OK, so Town Hall Tapes number 11. We have uh, a brief running order. Please enlighten. So we have, uh, t- on, t- on today's Town Hall Tapes, we have... Uh, appeals for to Greenwich Council for more social housing and Woolwich from campaigners against a, a Tesco tower. We have a threat of libel action. Someone's got RC over a blog story. Ooh. And we are talking about the BBC's local democracy reporter scheme, which is actually a bit more interesting than it sounds. Yeah, the libel story is not concerning town hall tapes, is it? No, Ooh. no. Thank, thank my chuffers for that. Uh, yes. Should we start off with uh, social housing in Woolwich, which you know could be a fairly generic heading, which we it's a recurring theme which we come back to it seems each week, but obviously one you know which is very relevant and I think very interesting. So, uh, Daryl, yeah, um, over to you. It comes back and it, and it's relevant and people are interested in it and and the the thing I think that this year has taught us is that people actually do give a toss about social housing, the people that live in it and and want to live in it. Um, so last week, had Greenwich Council had its uh, full council meeting. During that full council meeting, they voted to, quote, bar Donald Trump from the borough. We covered this here last week, so we won't, yes. we won't detain ourselves in that again. Um, however, on 853, actually, the more popular story has been people who are campaigning against a tower in front of the Tesco in Woolwich. Um, Tesco, uh, uh, um, a few years ago, fancied itself as a property developer and then overstretched itself and sold a load of spare land in front and around its stores. This includes the one in Woolwich. Um, and so now a developer called Mayor Homes wants to build a 27-storey tower block uh, in central Woolwich. Um, bearing in mind the central Woolwich, not by the river where Barclay Homes is building all kinds of towers, but the central Woolwich itself is relatively low rise. This yeah. has come as quite a shock. So they're going to have this thing that looks a bit like the flat iron building in New York looming over Woolwich. One issue with this, absolutely no social housing in it whatsoever. Zero, completely zilch. Zero social housing uh, in, in this building. Um, some nods towards affordable housing, quotes, but we, we won't detain ourselves in that either. Um, no social housing. Nice luxury flat on the 27th floor. No social housing. So there were lots of people very unhappy about this. And so on Wednesday, they presented a 1400 signature position to Greenwich Council and addressed Greenwich Council uh, on this. And this is an interesting thing because... Greenwich has not really been very good at communicating with its residents about this kind of issue. And the deputy leader of Greenwich Council, who is in charge of regeneration and all this kind of thing, tends to talk about affordable housing a lot, but not very much about social housing. Mm. Um, And so, yes, they stood up to the council and basically said, listen to us, work with us, talk to us. yeah, we, we actually want homes we can afford to live in. There's a, there's an ever-extended waiting list of people. We need housing. And so at what stage is, is this planning in? Um, 27 storeys seems incredibly high. You know, I'm even coming from the, the hell, which is the new Vauxhall and the Nine Elms development area, uh, which is a very different story altogether. But so has anything been submitted in terms of a, a, a formal planning application yet? 
planning applications in um, and we're waiting to see what happens with it. But this is going to be really interesting, I think, because, you know, this is the centre of Woolwich. This, you know, I think this, this is going to be uncomfortable for Greenwich Council. They have passed through things with very little social housing already. Been very happy to do this. And I suspect that they would be tempted to want to put to nod this one through. But politically, it's going to be really hard for them to do. And there are Labour Council candidates milling around in the background of this campaign against the uh, the Tesco Tower. So, you know, this is going to be an interesting one to watch, I think. Yeah. And is, is there anything briefly um, in terms of Labour Party policy in your patch about what the suggested social housing uh, ratio percentage should be um, in Lambeth. They, they 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 strive optimistically for forty percent. I think it's thirty five here, but uh, but I'm I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you. Okay, we'll maybe come back to this uh, in the new year. We will do. Yes. This is the town hall tapes. Yeah, and next up on Town Hall Tapes, we wanted to talk something a little about potential libel action, which always makes me a little bit fragile. Thankfully, nothing to do with Town Hall Tapes uh, or 853 or Brixton Buzz, although that's a path we've trodden very delicately in the past, maybe. Uh, but Dowell, it's still again back in your patch or uh, from the murky depths. Yes, from the Murky Depths, which is which is another site in in, in my patch. They the, the mainly deals with um, development and, and and planning issues and that kind of thing. If you want to check on the state of uh, of tower blocks and things like that in in the southeast London boroughs, then uh, from the Murky Depths is your site. And the site's also been taking a keen interest in in the public realm in Greenwich because most of it is quite frankly awful. It's shit, frankly. Um, the, the 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 borough looks like a mess. Hmm. Um, and Greenwich recently um, published, recently published for the very first time, uh, the as of its Section 106 payments, um, which is you know, the, the the money that developers pay to mitigate the impact uh, upon the public realm yes, of yes. their or, or part of the or public life generally that the developments have. And um, <clears throat> and so for the murky depths commented on on some of the the dodgy public realm around sort of Greenwich and Charlton around the peninsula around parts of Charlton uh, just down the road from where I live and I mean, it does look terrible frankly the place looks like a right state and uh, and the fact that no money at all from any of these developments the huge developments sprung up shopping developed mainly unfortunately um, that you know they attract lots of cars and traffic jam but absolutely nothing has gone into mitigating this making it easy for pedestrians and they're like oh, it's terrible he made a comment that if you raise this issue with, with Greenwich councillors they'll either ignore you um, or in the case of one of them, block you on Twitter. Now the block, the blocky or the blocker, sorry, is uh, the some might say ironically named Stephen Brain, the councillor okay. for the Ward. Um, if um, I can just say that, please. Uh, we're talking about libelism, and we need to be a little bit steady on our feet as we go along. But councillor Brain, yes. So councillor Brain, um, who was accused of blocking people, um, responded uh, to the Facebook post of this insinuating that he would be within his rights to throw a libel action uh, in the way of front murky depths, which would all be very fine, apart from the fact that he hasn't got a bloody leg to stand on because <laughs> he's blocked me, he's blocked the front murky depths blog, he's blocked someone for asking quite sort of normal questions about the Labour Party, um, he blocked a member of the Liberal Democrats for 
for asking them why he was tweeting the wrong GW lab because he was he was tweeting something about uh, something about so the global warming laboratory when he actually meant to tweet the Greenwich and Woolwich Labour Party, um, oh, okay. and he just goes around blocking people left, right, and centre. At least it's even-handed, and uh, there's some genuine cross-party consensus <laughs> as to who is blocking. But anyway, blocking on Twitter. It's just bollocks, isn't it? Because it, it, it's, it, it means absolutely chuff all. I mean, if you really are that desperate or that sad to see what someone is saying, who has blocked you. And it's, I think it's in this part of the downhill takes where I say good evening to uh, Steve Reed MP, who blocked me mm. many, many years ago. And of course, if I wanted to follow him, which of course I don't, you just log out of Twitter and you see what someone's reading. It means nothing when you, when you block somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I do block people if they're being a pain in the arse occasionally. Um, you know, and a lot of tend to block fascists and racists and whatever. Um, but, but that's more of a, of a muting option as, as opposed yeah. to blocking, as in being passive aggressive. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so um, Councillor Brain, um, has 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 there been any further developments, or, and does it seem that he's serious about his his legal action, or does he's... Mr Murky Depths just really think, okay, move along? He's pretty unrepentant, Mr. Murky Depths. Uh, I mean, I mean, one of the things is that he's anonymous. But well, the reason why the the Murky Depths blog writer is anonymous is because there's the there's the personal connections to members of Greenwich Council staff, and there's a history of bullying about these issues. Uh, but the, 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 the opinion I think is just to just to move on and ignore it. And I think it's best left in 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 his words. And he said just said, you know, well, I wish his colleagues have a word. Yeah, it doesn't really paint a very healthy picture. Uh, about local democracy and accountability and transparency and dare I say it, journalism, uh, you can see where we're heading. This is the Town Hall Tapes. So Jason, tell me about the BBC's Local Democracy Partnerships. Yeah, this is where the BBC finds ways to do more of what it does badly. Nice. Hurrah! <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm a little sketchy on this. I'm sure, Daryl, you'll fill me in. So, uh, this, the background was that uh, um, um, traditional local newspapers got a bit peeved off thinking that the BBC was lifting all of their local government stories, which sounds familiar for anyone involved uh, further down the, the, the pecking order in terms of reporting local authorities. Uh, and so... An arrangement was, 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 was almost shoehorned in, whereas the BBC was going to fund local journalists who would then work for local news organisations. Is this sounding vaguely familiar? Yeah, it's about right. I mean, a lot of this has been about, I think, that, I mean, there has been this kind of whining for years. I mean, it's probably more outside London uh, that, 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 that the BBC local stations and particular local websites have been uh, nicking local paper stories. But this has now lately become that, uh, oh, no, because the beastly BBC, we've managed to sack all our reporters. Hmm. We have some reporters, BBC, please. Yeah, and it seems that it's it's an arrangement, dissolution, and the BBC is going to fund directly these reports in certain patches. And the reason we're talking about it uh, on Town Hall Tapes today is because the different patches have now been divvied up and uh, um, and it's been announced who who's going to be uh, behind these. It seems the BBC never really wanted this scheme. So what we're left with is 150, I believe, journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the main host publishers... And what do you know? It's the big boys. It's Trinity Mirror, it's Johnson Press, it's NewsQuest. Uh, I think all bar but one 
German hyperlocals really have been squeezed out on this. The pay is appalling. I think it's around twenty three grand. Twenty three grand. Whereas Post Publisher gets thirty four thousand, and so uh, you can see how Trinity Johnson and Newsquest are going to be making some money simply by trebles all round. Yeah, by, by 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 being part of the scheme. And for me, for for my area, then I just thought the footprint it was far too ambitious, and so. The, the, the host newspapers or, or, or publishers are expected to, to pitch for one journalist to cover all of Lambeth, all of Southwark and all of Lewisham. Now imagine if like full council for all those three councils is on the same night and you're the kind of the one poor journo who's got whizzing around, you know, between Lambeth Town Hall, Southwark, Lewisham, trying to find your stories. Um, and also, what kind of journalism here is, is, actually, is actually being bought? Is it being BBC values? Because the BBC, the paymaster... If it is, well, the BBC brand obviously is well respected, but it's but it's hardly shining a light on 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 the way that maybe you and I go about doing local authority stories. No, and this is it. And I think that the one of the points made in the London Hyper Local blog, and I would slightly, I would take issue on this, is that yeah, covering a council meeting is a is almost like a matter of dictation and dick matter of doing the minutes or something like that. You know, if people are that bothered, they can read the minutes. Well, you know, the minutes in most meetings are absolutely, frankly, terrible. You're not going to learn anything. Um, if you want to see how local government should be reported, I point you to the work of Richard Dozer at the Camden New Journal. Yeah, um, one London. Yeah, SE1, um, outside London, Jennifer Williams at the Manchester Evening News. You know, there, there are people covering you know, town halls properly and vividly and bringing them to life. Um, this arrangement is not going to do that. And as you say, it's three boroughs. So it's Lambeth, Southwark, Lewisham is one lot. The other lot is Greenwich, Bexley and Bromley. And that reward has been given to the new shopper. <laughs> so that's going to be terrible. But meanwhile, no one's actually bid for Lewisham, Southwark and Lambeth or no one's got it. So who knows exactly. what's going to happen there? Yeah, I think... a wider question, Darrell, is, 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 is trying to address how you do journalism at this level of local government. So it seems that all those involved still think it's going to be about the old traditional um, legacy way. You send somebody on, they do quotes, the minute taking. That is not how it works. You need to go there. You need to interact with people um, and make it a live event. Uh, and just don't have it suffocated in the language of which local authorities really do want it to be. Just tell it like it is. OK, we're a bit short on time. We better plug. Um, so where can people find you on Twitter, please, and online? Um, I'm at 853london.com and at, ni- at Daryl1974 on Twitter. I'm Jason underscore Cobb, blogging at Brixton Buzz. Please do share. We're in the iTunes store. We're on ACAS. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. Cheerio. You have been listening to the Town Hall Tapes. Has it made you an all-round better person?